Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Managed print services to keep your printing costs down? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. It's 134 at Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer with you. Return engagement, Battle of Alberta tomorrow night. Jack Michaels and myself will have the call of the game on the Oilers Radio Network. Of course, Cam Moon splitting the play-by-play duties with uh, Jack this year for 22 years. Moon was in uh, Red Deer a couple years ago in Red Deer. Uh, we did an event called the Battle of Alberta. It was for the Children's Advocacy Center uh, out of Red Deer. It was a, a terrific uh, two-day uh, event. We had lots of fun for a great cause, and that is tomorrow's cause with the Remax 5050 online uh, draw that's going to take place. And to, to speak to us about the importance of things like Children's Advocacy uh, Centers in Red Deer and the Central Alberta child advocacy campaign probably the most prominent voice out there uh, a man who's been honored for coming forward and uh, discussing the challenges that he went through uh, when he played in junior hockey uh, we welcome back to the show sheldon kennedy sheldon it's bob good talking with you how you doing yeah good bob how you doing uh well we got we got a pretty good team this year and you know as a color guy for a team like this it's an exciting time and yeah. uh we're trying to, you know what, uh, it's all about perspective. And when I think of, you know, what a guy like you went through and, and what, you know, the other kids out in society are going through, even even though it's maybe not quite perfect out there, it sort of allows you to appreciate the good, the good things that are going on. And there are some good things going on, so that's great. Uh, that's right. Yeah, so tomorrow night, 50-50 uh, for the Children's Advocacy Center in Red Deer and the Central Alberta Child Advocacy Campaign. This is obviously something near and dear to your heart and something that uh, you're heavily uh, to this day involved with yes bob uh absolutely i i uh first of all want to thank uh uh the edmonton oilers and bob nicholson and and i know uh casey and chris russell have been heavily involved in in uh the child advocacy centers even with the one that we started here in calgary but uh yeah you know i've been working with the group uh behind the scenes in red deer for uh a lot of years now and you know it's they've impressed me on many levels and and i think what's impressed me is how that community uh has rallied around to make this happen and i think this is not just about uh you know child abuse this is about a systemic change to try to get ahead of the issues that we know stem from uh child abuse and try to give kids a chance to be able to live their lives uh the way that they dream about it yeah absolutely and it's uh i know during the pandemic and and we had natalie makler on in the first hour of the show and there's uh you know people are going through some tough times and i know that the, the reports indicate there's even greater levels uh let's use a different word than greater levels more severe levels of abuse taking place than at past level or higher rates of that occurring so these sort of centers become that much more valuable don't they 
Well, that's right. And I mean, you know, the whole purpose of a child advocacy centre and the whole vision of the child advocacy centre is actually bring the bring, bring the agencies and bring the services that have the legislative mandate to do this work together to be more coordinated. I mean, you know, basically it's like, it'd be like a hockey team where your forwards aren't talking to your defence and your power play is not talking to... Everybody had their separate meetings and nobody talked about the collective game plan. And I mean, you wouldn't win very many games. So, you know, basically what we've been trying to do with child advocacy centers is actually create a real true integrated practice um, system so that you know families we create a focus within the community I mean if we look at just the the Central Alberta Child Advocacy Center which is based in Red Deer but they serve 82 communities uh, in Central Alberta I mean their cases uh, just in uh, in the last seven months have gone up 164%. We know that, you know, with the COVID that's been going on and uh, around the world, uh, the levels of stress and anxiety uh, are real. And we know that the majority of cases of child abuse happen in the home. I mean, 98% of the cases, um, you know, the child knows their abuser. And over 50% of the cases, uh, the kids are abused in their own home. So hence the reason why we believe, uh, and we been in this this world uh, working in this space for a long time um, our best defense is knowledge I mean most cases that come through our door there's bystanders and how do we create a confidence and a language to allow those that might see something or hear something to be able to know what to do Sheldon uh, you know my, my first recollection of you was watching the 8889 Memorial Cup uh, through uh, my dad's second marriage uh, Peter Kozowski was your teammate uh, you know was my uh, uh, stepmother's uh, I guess nephew uh, pretty good player on that team good offensive player but you know for the question I've got and I know you sort of wrote about this a book but what you know it, it, there's some people to this day that don't want to come to terms or can't come to terms because of just how incredibly brutal it was how challenging was it for you to come forward and to share your story well uh, Peter Kozowski well number one was a great person he was my centerman and a great player uh, that's for sure Bob and I think if we look at back then you know we're talking you know back in 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 the 80s it nobody talked about this stuff right. nobody talked about mental health and nobody knew what to do nobody I'd never heard about it before and it was difficult and even to this day it's very difficult and I think that the reason it is is because it's it, there's so much shame and guilt that surrounds it and if you look at it I mean this is not you know the majority of cases not all cases there's a lot of strangers that that uh, hurt kids through child luring and so forth but the majority of cases that we see these kids are being hurt by somebody they know and somebody they trust and that makes it even more difficult um, for them to come forward and that sense of who's going to believe me or you know what a lot of times you know, it's been instilled in the child that if they say anything, uh, you know, this person's going to hurt their family or whatever. So they instill that sense of fear in them. But, you know, if we look at the impact, you know, the incident is, say, sexual abuse. But, I mean, if you look at the impact of sexual abuse and the st stats that we know, I mean, kids that have been abused are 30% less likely to graduate from high school, right? They're 26 times more likely to experience youth homelessness. And if you look at the, you know, the addiction, and we have a crisis around addiction 
treatment detox centers. Over 80% of individuals that have entered treatment centers and detox centers have disclosed early childhood abuse. So if you look at the purpose of a child advocacy center uh, within our communities, and there's many across Alberta now, uh, Calgary, Edmonton, uh, Grand Prairie, Fort McMurray, uh, Lethbridge, and, and obviously the one that we're supporting, uh, which they all work together in central Alberta. Um, the goal here is to reach kids early because if we're not dealing with these issues early, these these cases and these kids and these families that come through our doors are the ones filling those other doors of the homeless shelters, of the detox centers, and our criminal justice system. I mean, we know that. That's clear. So the, the whole purpose here is to shift the way we work, change the way we work, because to know better is to do better, and we know better today. Are we at a stage now where society is far more receptive and open and engaged and, and thrives to get the informa- uh, get information and knowledge out there than ever before and, and and have you have you i mean just in, i got the sense when when you first came forward and i i know of another player that was involved in an incident uh that was actually a game that was broadcast on tsn and uh that individual you know he he, he got a good shot in on graham james at that time and was suspended by the club at that stage and, and informed swift current of the situation but i think we're at a complete do you not agree we're at a completely I mean, we still got a lot of work to do, but we've made huge headway over the course of the last 10 to 15 years, and we need to continue to do so. Well, there's no kit. There's no uh, uh, question, Bob, that we've, you know, there's been a lot of headway made, a lot of headway. And I think, you know, to me, I don't believe there's a finish line. I believe this is something that we, this is an issue and an area that we're going to have to continually learn and continually get better at. And I think, and I look at it as, you know, um, you know, we look at the power plays, for instance. I mean, you know, basically through your whole hockey career, you learn five different power plays, but you practice it every day. And I think when we look at these issues, right, the issues haven't changed. But what what's happened is that we've kept we've getting we're getting better. And we need to keep practicing, you know, to continually get better. And we know better today. The science and the data and the analytics has allowed us to understand these issues better. Forever, we focused on the incident. What what was it? Was it sexual abuse? Was it physical abuse? What was it? And I think even though that's an important uh piece of it i think the more impactful piece of it is the impact what are these kids left with and how do we help them get better and when we want to understand mental health issues many 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 the highest percentage of mental health issues stem from adverse childhood experiences we know that so i think our focus needs to be you know to be able to a identify early and b be able to really wrap around with a a focus within our community to make sure we help these kids because the families are touching multiple organizations to get the help well those organizations instead of the family and kid trying to wrap around them the organizations need to wrap around the child and the family to help them Great stuff, Sheldon. Well stated. Uh, again, tomorrow night's event for the Children Advocacy Center in Red Deer. Uh, I believe the Battle of Alberta Golf Tournament, I spoke to Terry a couple days ago. We're looking about August 2nd, about August 5th down in Red Deer, and I look forward to seeing you at that time. Sheldon, thank you for your time. Thank you so much, Bob. All right, there you go. Sheldon Kennedy, uh, who uh, was a terrific junior player. Uh, 
came out afterwards and said that he was abused by Graham James. We know the story. You know the story. Uh, was also on the Swift Current Broncos team in 86-87 when they had the bus crash at that time. Um, the Broncos board... Um, oversaw that team and at, at that's and when we're talking you know 35 years ago times are different but the players did not get uh any assistance from a, a psychological perspective during that stage i know guys uh to this day that uh, were on that bus and uh you know i i just i can't imagine what the, the the confluence of those two events and the impact that was left afterwards by the way i mentioned peter kozowski he's now a member of the eps here in town uh, i just want to put out a, a shout out there a real skilled uh quiet offensive player and we'd like to thank again sheldon kennedy you know the story if you're listening to a show called oilers now you're engaged in hockey uh i i think you know uh uh, how important Sheldon has been uh, in in terms of uh, getting the message out there. Again, tomorrow night's funds for the 50-50 raffle will go to support the Central Alberta Child Advocacy Centre in Red Deer. And the Central Alberta Child Advocacy Centre supports and empowers children and families impacted by abuse to lead healthy and fulfilling lives. It serves 82 communities in Central Alberta. It's 146 in Edmonton. We got the Battle of Alberta going on. I wish we could have a Battle of Alberta come playoff time. It's going to be a bit of a long shot. But we're going to talk about the one time coming up when Calgary got one on the Oilers. Did they necessarily win the series or did Edmonton lose it? That might be the question when we return on Oilers now. Hi, this is Ryan Nugent Hopkins from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chet. Welcome back, everybody. There's an old saying in the car business at 148 in Edmonton. Cars cost less in Wetaskiwin. Brent Ridge Ford is a 10-time President's Award winner for customer satisfaction. They are open six days a week to serve you. They follow all COVID protocols to protect both customers and their staff. Now, Uncle Milt was telling me they're low on used vehicle inventory, which makes now a perfect time for you to sell. Let the gang at Brent Ridge Ford lend a hand. You can reach them 1-877-477-3673 or visit BrentRidge.com. We will mention to you that today is the final day for the Royal Pizza deal that's currently taking place. Royal Pizza, pizza passed in so much more. Edmonton owned and operated for over 50 years. If you purchase two large pizzas today, you get a free two-liter Coke product. Order online at royalpizza.ca or download the Royal Pizza app from the App Store. The Stoffer recommendation is the Mediterranean chicken. We will get to some text, but not before. We go to List Day and Oilers History. It's brought to you by Dennis and Jason Laliberti and the team at New West Travel. We have this audio cut. Gretzky with Krusenitsky over to Napier. Napier with the shot. Vernon out of the net to make the save. Vernon came off the challenge that time as Grant Fuhrer did in the second period on Steve Bozak. around the net and I was just trying to make a quick break out of the out of the end and uh, you know it was a human error and I guess I just got it in by it. That is Steve Smith, the infamous own goal on Grant Fuhr in nineteen eighty six. 
Some would say the Flames won that series. Others would say the Oilers lost that series. It's the only time Edmonton's beaten, or sorry, the only time Calgary's beaten Edmonton in the playoffs. I would say the Oilers lost four games in that series. Calgary beat them three other times. Edmonton had 10 minutes left in that game to get the equalizer. They couldn't. It was a tough break. And it's ironic what it what ended up happening as a result of that because the Oilers got better. Steve Smith in the sign of the ultimate competitor came back from that and in 1988 and 1990 was the Oilers' best defenseman. Remember, they traded Paul Coffey during the 87-88 season to the Pittsburgh Penguins in a deal that brought them back Craig Simpson who had two great uh, playoff runs in 88-90 playing on the line with Glenn Anderson and Mark Messier. So, you know, it was, uh, I remember where I was. I remember how shocked I was watching that happen. The Oilers, especially the way Edmonton, you know, won in five games in 84 against the Islanders. And the, the Oilers had wrestled the mantle away from the New York Islanders at that point. They smoked the Flyers in 1985. Game five, 8-3 for Edmonton. The Oilers could have scored 11 or 12 goals. It was a time warp. The Flyers were playing like the Flyers of the 70s. You know, they were trying to play tough and finish checks and... They couldn't match what Edmonton could throw at them. There was a goal in 85 where Wayne Gretzky comes down the ice, cuts from the right to the left, slides a behind-the-back pass to an activating Paul Coffey, and he roars in and rips one, and the Flyers were out in five, and they got smoked. And if you were a 20 or 19, 20-year-old kid in 1985-86, you never thought the Oilers were going to lose, but they did. But you know what? It made them better. And they ended up uh, coming back in 86-87. The series should have never gone seven against Philly. It did. To this day, there might be some guys that will tell you that Glenn Sather wanted an extra home date. Nudge, nudge, wink, wink. I don't know about that. Uh, and that's, you know, maybe that's, uh, what's that? They call that an old wives' tale. Uh, and then in 87-88, the Oilers blew up Boston. And then they won again in 1990. And Steve Smith, he rebounded that. By the way, that was on Steve Smith's birthday as well. That was a tough, tough day. And uh, the one time the Flames got the Oilers, of course, Edmonton won the 91 series. Flames won the 89 Cup. Edmonton won the... Uh, 1990 Cup. They played the 91 playoffs. The Flames built up that 3 nothing lead, and the Oilers ultimately uh, came back as a ticket in with a hat-trick. So there you have it. On this date, uh, April 30th, 35 years ago today, Steve Smith's own goal on Grant Pierre. And I'll give credit where credit's due. It was Steve Simmons who wrote this about a year ago at this time. And he said, you know, when the Oilers lost that game, not one Oiler player blamed Steve Smith. They collectively, the best players collectively took responsibility. That's why they're a real good team. Real good team. Arguably the greatest team of all time. Here's where we got shaken. Uh, I do want to mention to you the Kentucky Derby takes place this weekend. And a former Alberta trainer and Canadian Derby winner, Robertino uh, Didi-Doro has a horse in tomorrow's Kentucky Derby. It's for Keep Me In Mind. There you go. So uh, we got that shaking on. That's for all our friends out there with the Horse Racing Alberta Group and Mark Spector. Reed Wilkins has inside sports tonight. Brendan Escott, what's he got shaking? He will dive into the internal competition that's going on with the bottom six Oilers uh, forward group. Then you'll hear from Canadian women's national team member Sarah Nurse, uh, cousin of Darnell Nurse, and U of A Golden Bears D-lineman Cole Nelson talks about his preparations for this uh, coming Tuesday's CFL draft. Well, let's hope the university uh, gets back up to playing. I sure hope they do.
Uh, that'd be awesome. Uh, love to see some Golden Bears football and some Golden Bears hockey uh, during the course of the next upcoming season. The Edmonton Oil Kings in action. They've already uh, claimed top spot in uh, the Central Division. Uh, there will be no playoffs. There will be playoffs in the AHL. We will have uh, tomorrow night's pregame show. Face-off. Beginning uh, face-off show at 6.30, puck drop, 8 o'clock again. Jack Michaels, Rob Brown, Reed Wilkins, Cam Moon, all part of the Oilers Radio Network. All right, uh, we've got a global news weather traffic update coming up next with Eileen Bell, and then we're going to get into the 6.30 chat afternoons of Jalen I. Premier Kenny announced that junior and senior high school students in COVID-19 hotspots will be returning to at-home learning starting Monday. They also said that the government will implement curfews where ca- case rates are significantly high. Wow, this scene is just spiraling. How has COVID changed the political landscape, and where does the Premier find himself in terms of popularity? I think we know that answer with his own caucus today mount royals Lori williams will join jalen Nye after the two o'clock news look everybody stay safe stay positive let's have a great weekend and uh, i'll join you tomorrow night for the oilers game so long everybody oilers now with bob stoffer weekdays at noon on oilers radio 6 30 chad